You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 383, Peace, Quiet, and Impending Doom! And welcome to the Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am Long Weekend Lad. Oh, good for you. Yes, it is uh, the family day weekend here in Ontario, Canada. And huh. and so we have we we have all sorts of family tomfoolery planned, uh, including some games and also all kinds of stuff. So ah, shenanigans, shenanigans. Yeah, because let me tell you, freaking cold here. Uh, yeah. Thanks cold. for uh, leaving your back door open. So y'all, y'all would, y- y'all would get your, uh, y- you'd be like, <coughs> sorry. Now it's my balls that are in my throat. Thank um, you. My my balls are gonna be in my throat tomorrow morning. <laughs> hey, you do you, man. <laughs> that yoga pays off, dude. I keep saying I'll never leave the house ever. That's right. That's right. My old my old roommate and I, we had a deal. <laughs> Did you now? <laughs> we used to joke about the, uh, you know, because you always have your friends where you talk about the, can you get rid of all my porn? And uh, so you've always oh, got your oh, porn buddy. Yeah. yeah. And so this would have been, you know, shortly after the, the Clerks movie came out and there was the whole thing about the guy who tried to blow himself. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And didn't, he have, didn't he break his neck in the bathroom? <laughs> he broke his neck, and yeah. and and so my roommate at the time, he said, "You're doing it wrong." <laughs> we're watching. He just said, "He said to me, you know what, buddy? I'd kick you over." Nice. <laughs> that's what you want a buddy to do. That's I'm right. Sorry. That's right. That's, it's like, you know. <laughs> we, were, we were discussing this before we came on. If you were an architect and you build a thousand bridges, no one calls you an architect. Yeah. Do that one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. New occupation for life. Yeah, I'm keeping it clean. Shut up, people. Yeah, it was good. That's better than I did. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Two minutes well, I'm in. Sure we'll get there. I'm sure we'll Two get there. Two minutes in, sir. It is, it's an election issue, and therefore... It is an election issue. We're going to be talking some dirt. There's going to be some tomfoolery and some hijinks. There will be some hijinks, yes. But who are you, sir? Oh, I am Darren Noel, and tonight I am... Uh, <laughs> whatever happened to Darren Noel? Um, <laughs> did. I'm, I'm actually I I sometimes go on um, a podcast called ESO podcast yes, or, or, Station or Station One, One, not um, Elder Scrolls Online, uh, <laughs> which many people have gone. Hey, you're part of that ESO network, aren't you? I'm like, yeah. It's like, well, what do you think about Elder Scrolls? I'm like, I have no idea. <coughs> I don't know what that. Uh, I have no clue what you're means. talking about. Um. You're talking about the Dead Sea Scrolls? I don't know what you mean. And um, we do a little um, LGBT geek seat kind of review thing. And this coming Monday, I've got to do a little review of a little film called Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Oh, nice. Because it is, if you've never seen it, I encourage you to watch this film because not only is it fabulous in all of its camp. Yeah, yeah. And and horror, and it's not horror in like Saw. No, no. You know, but horror it, wasn't that then. Horror wasn't that back then. This is way more what you would consider suspense thriller. Yeah, like 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 now. horror in the Hitchcock sense. Yeah, very much in the Hitchcock vein. Um, but 
the when you suck one hitch you suck one hitchcock one hitchcock baby it's all over <laughs> but you can tell that um, obviously the actresses involved here are betty davis and joan crawford oh yeah were larger than life uh personas in their own rights and you could tell you know there was a lot of stuff you know in the background mm-hmm. about these two ladies um, I wasn't there. I don't know, but I find it fascinating. But you did, okay. Blanche. You did. You did. That's why you're in that chair, Blanche. After um, you, after you and I talked, I I had seen it years ago, mm-hmm. but you know, it was kind of one of those. Oh, it's it's on, and I I don't know that I was necessarily that involved in it. But after you and I talked about it last year with the whole, but you did, Blanche. You did. I uh, I had I had to go back and watch it, and wow. Mm-hmm. Just wow. I mean, that that's the line. I mean, that, yeah. that is the line. It's like, but you are in there, Chair Blanche. You are, you know. <laughs> and and, it, and apparently this movie, although it was preceded by Sunset Boulevard, which had oh, kind of simi- similar tropes to this one. Uh, basically, uh, yeah. um, older woman involved in um, movies goes crazy. Yeah. But that but that's really all that is borrowed from this to this movie. Yeah. And it kind of bugs me when people do lump them in as the same thing because they're not, they're not, it's like, it was very much a predecessor. Yeah. Well, and cause, it cause was like the kernel of that idea became a whole new genre. Well, yeah. Cause sunset Boulevard is much more sort of the, the, the noir side of it as well. Oh like yeah. It's, 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 total, yeah. It's total. Noir. Yeah. Um, but when, uh, when baby Jane Hudson loses her grip on sanity, look out kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is a tour de force acting by both the actresses because while Betty Davis got the uh, I'm the crazy sister part, which allowed her to kind of go all over the place, um, Joan Crawford had to keep it in. Yeah, and and that's difficult to do when you're you're being sane, acting off of crazy. So uh, mad props to both of these fine actresses for. Doing a really good job. And one, but we're going to talk about how important that film is to LGBT and, and camp nice. and history. So, yeah. Nice. And one other thing of note, just to tie it back into the comic book world, mm-hmm. is that uh, among the uh, the five uh, Academy Award nominations uh, that, it, that it had, mm-hmm. um, Victor Buono... Yep. Was uh, was nominated for best actor in a supporting role, and fans of the Batman TV show will better know him as King as Tut. King Tut, yes. Yep. So Bono, mm-hmm. he played the uh, piano player. That's right. Yeah, it was going to help uh, Baby Jane reinvigorate her career. Yeah, it didn't go well. Not so all. much. Not so much. Not and, so uh, much. Not so much. But uh, Norma Koch, Norma Koch did get win an Oscar for it. So for mm-hmm. co- costume design, costumes mm-hmm. for black thing. and white, because they had two different categories back then: black and white and color film. Oh, that's right. That's right. I didn't. Uh, yeah, for, I it was in, it that. was in the middle of that switch over, and uh, obviously you you. You set, decorate, and you do costumes and makeup differently for black and white. Well, absolutely, oh. absolutely. So, yeah. There was a distinct difference back then. It, well, my my old roommate of the he of the kicking over uh, promise. Um, yes, uh, he he's <laughs> he, he's uh, a filmmaker and a and a huge film fan, um, but is also colorblind. Wow! And yeah. uh, and so once we were talking about the little rascals, mm-hmm. and we were talking about the character Mickey, and it's like, yeah, Mickey, you know, the one with the red sweater. 
And uh, uh, he's uh, like, yeah, and really? no, no, he said that. Well, it wasn't in color; it was in black and white. Yeah, but it but it's just white. we yeah. assumed that that was red mm-hmm, because it was gray. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, just the uh, you know, it could have just as easily been blue. Yeah, right, right. Uh, but it was just one of those things where where that was we we had both had the same perception of of what it would be. And uh, but we were talking about so that led to a to a discussion of the sort of so so people would go with like this shade of gray will end up seeming more red and uh-huh. and so there was a lot of that kind of consideration and also you were just dealing in higher contrast as well so it was it was how can we make this pop out from that because uh-huh. everything involves how do you make the person come out of the background it's very true because so. they would wear a lot of white a lot of white a lot of light yeah. gray yeah a yeah lot of, and even even light gray would turn up kind of dark gray sometimes depends on how they filmed and how they well and and, so. and the lighting and yeah because i mean the the um yeah there was there was not as much uh sensitivity in the in 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 the cameras so um well yeah, that's your how, iphone has a better camera well yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> easily but but not but not the same kind of glass um that's true that's true but uh Anyway, so so yes, de- let's definitely check that out at the ESO network, mm-hmm. and um, they're awesome guys. I uh, uh, Mike Mike and I often play uh, play the words with friends. The words with friends, uh, among other things, and he man, he kicks my ass. That guy, uh, yeah, I gotta say. he's he's sneaky. He, that Mike he, Faber, he, he's a he's a smart fellow. That guy, I he like is, him, he like him a lot. <laughs> he is smart. S M R T. Smart. <laughs> what? Smart. All right. So, Smart. so today we are going. We have a, a, a an awesome um, Legion issue to do. It is issue thirty six. We have we have dug out of the um, uh, of the Universo uh, project, and indeed we have. We are in the aftermath of that, and uh, and now it's time to pick a new leader for the Legion. Yay! Election time. What's that like, Paul? <sighs> I have no idea what election time is like. No, no, because it, there's never At not. There, you've become inured to it because there is never not election time in your country. Oh, right. Um, Sanity. So insane. But but first, I think yes. it, you know uh, you you know me. I always love to check out the uh, the meanwhile, the in my opinion, whatever it is. This yep. one on the inside cover of this issue. It is a very special. Um, it doesn't even. Ha- in fact, it doesn't even have one of the uh, column titles. Uh, awesome. This is a personal remembrance by Roy Thomas of one of his heroes, and quite frankly, one of all of our heroes. Because if we love the if we love these four color adventures of uh, of superheroes, all of them, all of them owe a debt to Gardner Fox. Yes, they do. So the uh, Gardner Fox had passed away uh, on Christmas Eve of 1985 or of 1986. Oh. So, um, so Gardner, Gardner F. Fox, 1911 to 1986, a personal remembrance by Roy Thomas. And I'm just going to take this verbatim, and then we can sort of talk about it because okay. uh, um, there's some cool stuff here. Um, so he says, one of my heroes died this past Christmas Eve. His name was Gardner F. Fox, and he wrote prose fiction and comic books, and I never even knew what his middle initial stood for. But he was one of my heroes just the same, even if he did start out as a lawyer. Mm. 
I'm far from an expert on Gardner's nearly half-century as a prolific and often influential creator in several areas of popular fiction, so someone more knowledgeable than I will have to chronicle that career in proper detail. And indeed, someone should. Gardner deserved it. Our much-needed cataloger should talk about how Gardner wrote well over a hundred novels and several thousand comic strips. Comic scripts. He was the creator, or at least the co-creator, of many of the most imaginative heroes and concepts in the 50-year history of the comic book field. Some examples include The Flash, Sandman, Hawkman, Dr. Fate, Starman, The Justice Society, The Justice League, The Second Atom, Adam Strange, and many others. The cataloger should report that during the early days of paperback books during the 1940s, Gardner made a name for himself as the author of historical novels in that burgeoning field. Nor should the cataloger neglect to mention that Gardner was also a science fantasy writer of some note during that period, his name sufficiently known and respected to appear on the covers of of magazines such as uh, as Planet Stories alongside those of Hamilton, yes, that Hamilton, Edmund Hamilton. <laughs> Edmund Legion, Hamilton. Legion writer. Brackett, that would be Lee Brackett, his wife, who wrote the script for uh, Empire Strikes Back, mm. am- among many other damn things. Um, and when our cataloger has done his work, he will have outlined a career spanning the late 1930s through just about just a year or so back when Gardner officially retired to a senior citizen's home in New Jersey wrote and wrote a sword and sorcery comic script to be illustrated by artist Timothy Truman. What? Uh-huh. Um, in the long run, in the long run though, Gardner Fox's real legacy will be the stories he wrote, the lives he influenced and the enduring popularity of concepts he created. Since this is intended to be a personal re- uh, recollection, not a strictly historical one, I might as well add that his legacy to me goes beyond even the stories which have so enriched my life for more than 40 years without showing sign of abating. It was Gardner, for instance, who first suggested to me in a letter around 1964 that I try my hand at scripting an elongated man story for DC. And when no one at DC responded directly to its submission, it was again Gardner who eventually wrote and said, in essence, keep at it. In summer of 1965, I was fortunate enough to be hired by DC and journeyed east to New York. When the tyrannical editor for whom I briefly labored, (laughs) we know who that was, got under my skin so badly that I wondered if maybe I should try to graduate school instead. It was two writers. First, Otto Binder then Gardner, who each invited me to spend some time at their homes, just relaxing, talking, and letting things settle into proper perspective. A couple of years later, things turned uh, sour for Gardner in the comics field. He and some other longtime writers were rather unceremoniously shoved aside by the internal and inevitable search for the new, the different, the novel. Gardner himself, however, was philosophical about it. He continued writing, first for Marvel and other comics companies, then turned increasingly back to paperback novels. Always he remained a gentleman, eager to help fanish researchers and willing to pore over his records to see if and when he'd written a a particular story, even though I'm sure he was, like many other longtime pros, um, a hit... Uh, are a, a bit astonished that there were people interested in such minutia. <laughs> Sorry, the light. Let me just turn on this light here. Lighting in here is terrible. Okay. 
Um, and he never gave up on life. I quote from a letter he uh, wrote me near the end of 1980 from the senior citizen community. I have retired. Oh, I do a novel a year. And I'm enjoying life to the full. And I expect to take up golf again after a span of about 48 years of not playing it. We play a lot of bridge and there are parties all over the place. I must say one can keep awfully, awfully busy here if one wants to. Then he was off and running, giving me the names and dates of several never-published issues of All-Star Comics he'd scripted in 1945, though he was unsure about story details after so long. After all, he wrote, when you've written 4,213 comic book stories, as I seem to have done, one does get a little bit hazy about them. <laughs> he was overjoyed that comics writers could now get a piece of merchandising revenues. It's about time writers were recognized by the comic book powers as the creative forces that they are. A few moments ago, I looked over the last letter I ever got from Gardner. Though by then we exchanged only a letter every year or so at the most, I was shocked to see it was dated uh, December 20th, 1984, almost exactly two years before his death. I had sent him a photocopy of a page from one of those unpublished all-stars in which each JSAer had gone looking for something that was virtually impossible to find and had found it, of course. Of course. Gardner agreed with me that maybe that cheese-like object in Johnny Thunder's hand was a piece of green cheese from the moon. Anything worked in the comics in those dear departed days, quote. Uh, and that perhaps Hawkman had retrieved Nostradamus's crystal ball. Quote, I'm not even sure he used one, but that never stopped us back then. He wished DC and me good luck on a new project of which I had told him, the Secret Origins book, um, which would be retelling some of his classic origins, and confirmed that his records did indeed indicate that he'd scripted All-Star through the Solomon Grundy and Wizard stories in 33 to 34. Ever the gentleman, he concluded, but it was so long ago, I don't want to step anyone's toes and crane credit for stories I didn't do. Merry Christmas and a happy and successful New Year to you and Dan. May your ideas and typing fingers continue to flourish even better than they have in the past. If they do, Gardner, it will be because of you and because of people like you. And there aren't nearly enough of those ever anywhere. Mm -hmm. So true. so Gardner Fox, you know, I, uh, and, and I say this uh, a mere sort of uh, five days after I got to see Earth 2 on TV. Mm. Earth freaking two was on TV. I'm just saying, yeah, you know, this is the guy who, who, uh, who decided, Hey, you know, it'd be kind of cool if, uh, you know, if this stuff kind of, kind of bridged each other and earth two was on TV. And so, so you know, when he says about how you know that 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 legacy is still there, that legacy is still there. Uh, you know, the stuff that Gardner Fox created endures, and uh, you know, in the minds of fans like us, you know, who uh, who remember when there was when there was a, a regular Earth Two, like the real Earth Two, um, <laughs> not, not the fake one. Well, you know. Um, yes, as opposed to the yes, as opposed to the to the fictional Earth twos. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we mean. Shut up, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but I just think that's kind of cool because you know there and and you know a, a character that that uh, that he that he helped create 
um, it, you know, is uh, on a hit TV show. Mm-hmm. And other characters that he helped create are also um, have also been on that TV show and uh, and are on their spinoff series. And you know, so you look at you look at the Flash, and uh, you know that's Gardner Fox. And you look at um, you know over on uh, over on uh, Le- uh, Legends of Tomorrow, you've got the um, the Hawks and you've got the Atom. And you know, well, even so, they they recreated that famous Flash of Two Worlds cover. Oh my God, Flash! I mean, and and so that's beautifully, the best Gardner Fox tribute that I can even think of. Like, how cool was that to literally have the cover recreated? I know. Uh, you know, to actually have that scene, and and it, it's like you know that is that is. It's pure fan service, but it is created by fans, so it comes from that beautiful, beautiful space. Uh, yeah, it was very cool. Very, very cool. So, um, yeah. So any of this stuff that we read um, is is all owed to, uh, to to the legacy of, of Gardner Fox. And and you know when they say about the how he you know he got he eventually got pushed out of comics. It is a sad thing that that does happen to. Uh, to a lot of great creators and um, it, it does you know and that, that's it's one of the harsh realities i mean we, but we see it in other industries too where they're like oh we need to we need to give you early retirement you know because we've got this other guy down here he's gonna work for 20 percent less than you do yeah and he's got some great ideas you know and then you're like well okay done you know retired 10 years before you wanted to be retired you know and then you're kind of floundering as to what you're gonna do and it's it's a sad state that people throw away experience so easily. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it just is what it is. And I think sometimes there's a lot of cutting the nose off to spike their faces with Absolutely. that. Not not just in comics, but in regular industry as well. Because yeah. they, there are people out there who who know things, have connections, they have experience, they have oral history, and it's just all flung out for the new hotshot. And sometimes the hotshots aren't that great. And they discover that yeah. a little too late. So, well, and uh, yeah, here's, I mean, here's to you, Gardner. Here's to you. Yeah, here's indeed, yours. indeed. Take a drink. Take a drink for Gardner. I think, I think, I think, any time Gardner Fox's name comes up in something, we should take a drink. Well, you're talking about the guy who created the Justice Society. And the <laughs> Seriously, I mean, like, I, it, and, and from that, if we didn't have the Justice Society, we wouldn't have gotten Justice League. We would have, we maybe down the road would have gotten something like it. Superhero but, teams would be very different. Yeah, they would because we wouldn't have had Fantastic Four. I was, I was, I, I was about to say exactly that because okay. from the creation of the Justice League came that that infamous uh, golf game uh, that Martin oh. Goodman played, where he's like, "They've got the Justice League. Come up with something uh, to compete with that." But make it a monster book because you know we're doing monsters, and that's how you got the thing. Yeah, yeah. And all those early stories were all focused on the thing and about how Reed was going to cure them all. Yeah, because they were all monsters now. Ooh. Yeah. So yeah. And then exactly. Avengers showed up. Shocker. Yeah. yeah, but but you know that that's that again, this all stems from huh? from Gardner Fox. And um and you know, the idea of you know, they like that first super team was, was the Justice Society. And um it created the freaking Justice Society. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. 
crazy. So it cannot, it cannot be overstated. As as uh, as they say, big bucket of win. Yep. Winning. Yeah. So we get into the issue. Yes, the issue at hand. It's yes, election. it's election time, so that means there's issues. Um, and there's a lot of issues. oh yes, and uh, it's all necessary because um, basically, uh, the Element Lad says, "Hey, I screwed up. I stood by while Universal hypnotized most of us, took over Earth, and disbanded the Legion." He looks at that as having fallen asleep at the switch, literally, and uh, says if it wasn't for four of you, we'd all be running around doing his errands today. Therefore, I'm a- resigning as Legion leader, effective today. So uh, the issue is brought to us by Paul Levitz uh, the writer, as writer, Greg LaRoque, as, uh, 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 Greg LaRoque and Mike DiCarlo as artists. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, where's Arnie Starr? But there he is at the end of it. Um uh, Costanza as the letter. Now it's just Costanza. He's okay. just, he's decided to go share. Um, he went share be his first name. Yeah, but then it would be John. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Carl Gafford, colorist. Arnie Starr, ink assist, and Karen Berger, editor. Yay, Karen Berger. Woohoo. So, um... Uh, so we're we're at the so this is all at the uh, the, the meeting table, and um, uh, Light Last says it's not necessary, and uh, and Jacques says indeed Shadow or no Shadow Last sorry it's just the the um, word the balloon is bubbles misplaced. are kind of weird yeah damn you Costanza um, and uh, Jacques says indeed Shadow Last we all make mistakes ha ha ha. And he says, yes, but some of them are the leader's responsibility. And besides, my term was almost over anyway, and we're all on Earth. Making a new making a new election is convenient. What? Well, they're all there. So Yeah, no, but making I can see making a new election convenient, not is convenient. That's just bad. Well, that's true. Uh, he says, so if there are no objections, let's vote today on my replacement. And uh, Timberwolf's like, yeah, okay, let's get it over with. And... Um, Block, of course, says some of us would like a little time to consider our votes, Timberwolf. That's right, Block. Slow and steady wins the race, buddy. Yep. yep. There you go. <laughs> um, and um, I, and so uh, Dream Girl says, how unforeseen. And, and this is so sarcastic. Yeah. I've never. You can tell she's just playing everybody there. Yeah, yeah. I've never been Element Lad's biggest fan, but if this is what he wants. And Polar Boy says, excuse me, everybody. He <laughs> just seems such a, go- a goober. Such a sub. Oh, my God. Oh my God. What a sub. Uh, excuse me, everybody. As long as the, the election started, I want everyone to know I'm running. And, they, and, uh, and, and Phantom Girl does all but pat him on the head. Says, Polar Boy, take a deep breath and sit down. It goes against Legion tradition to be too eager for the job. Decorum. Yeah, folks decorum, decorum. you know you know like re- like in regular elections um you know <laughs> like you do at least you can't see polar boys come over here so we're good yeah um, <laughs> um and so he apologizes and element lad says hey you want to be a leader good luck polar boy and he says and anyone else who wants this hot seat the polls are now open so uh, he says that re- re- uh, that resigning was easier than he thought, and um, 
Brainy says, they respect your wishes, my friend, even if we don't agree with your feelings. Um, and so uh, <laughs> Polar Boy just wants to hedge his bet. So he's like, Dream Girl, have you had any visions of how this campaign will turn out? You're not running yourself, are you? And she goes, no, and I haven't foreseen the results, Polar Boy, but I have decided to cast my vote for Sensor Girl. And Sensor Girl thanks her and says, but I cannot see myself seeking to be Legion leader, especially so soon after I've given up my throne on a rando. And she says, don't count yourself out yet, Jackie. You might be surprised by the voting. This is long range uh, vision in terms of what uh, what Dream Girl is seeing then. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to go back to just the Element Lad resigning thing. Yeah. I have to kind of agree with, I mean, we, we've been doing a lot of um, these stories, you know, the last 12, 14, 18 issues. Yeah. Legion, where there'd be little bits of Universo's actions in there all the way back to Election Day. Oh, yeah. So... I don't know. I the the team clearly got distracted with Sensor Girls stuff and yeah. other things. I don't know what Elma Lad could have done to prevent what occurred from occurring. I yeah, mean, I, I I go back over it and over it where he's like, "Well, I'm resigning because I screwed up," and it's like, "Well, I don't know how you could have prevented it." To be completely honest with us, no, I'm nobody prevents it. Lad here, so. Nobody prevented it. That is the point. Yeah. You know, it was it was unavoidable, and it was because Universal is a crafty bastard. Well, and and it quite is. quite frankly, Universal didn't make this a direct attack on them until sure. you know it until was everything was in place. He was I mean, playing. He was, was he was playing a long game. And, uh, and, and so, you know, when you're not, you know, it's like one thing if he, if from the beginning he'd infiltrated Legion headquarters, then yeah, you're asleep at the switch. But mm-hmm. no, I, I, I agree. It's, um, this was not Elmet Lad's fault, but I think at, at the, at the time there was a, there was kind of a, yeah, maybe it's time to shake things up a little. And oh, well, totally. Because, you know, Element Lad has, uh, at this point, you know, uh, Levitz is 36 issues into this series and uh, had a good um, 30 odd issues on the on the other series. You know, he's been at this for about for about five years at this stage. Yep. A- and uh, Element Lad has been in a leadership position, if not directly leader for all of that run. Right, like because even when he was, um, uh, no, because even Dream Girl. no, I was just gonna say even when he was Dream Girl's deputy, um, he was only deputy through uh, Great Darkness. Then he quit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But but I, I and I just mean that that the way the the way Levitz had kind of addressed him was placing him in that position of leadership. Oh, totally, totally. Right, like even when he wasn't leader, he was. He was a voice, yes, right, and he was a voice of direction in the series. He he always seemed like he was being a leader on a on an away mission. Yeah, so so I so I mean, I I think this you know because after this he's not as as central. You are very correct, right? Kind of goes to the background a little bit, and so I I think so when I say in a leadership position, I just mean the way he was positioned generally as a part of the Legion. I mm-hmm. think that this was like Levitt saying, you know what, I've I've been putting this guy kind of front and center for about sixty issues. It's time to dial it down a little, and because uh, there's other characters I want to move on to. Truth, and so I think that was you know that was at least part of it because you know 
that very first issue he started was was perhaps one of uh, his his finer lead leadership moments when he was when he had taken over for Lightning Lad, um, wow. you know, in in the Computo uh, annual, and you know that was kind of a wow, like he this this is this you know this character's you know he was always in the background in uh, earlier ish you know for for a long time in Superboy and the Legion. And so it was like, yeah, yeah, they're bringing him up front, and 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 he's and he's great. Mm-hmm. And but I think at this stage he was kind of I need to focus on some other members, and so I got to shuffle him back a little bit. Um. So uh, anyway, so um, Brainy see, sees this exchange with Dream Girl and says hmm, she heard Sensor Girl decline. And uh, and Saturn Girl says it's true, Brainy. But we've both served as leader before long enough to know it's a it's vital to have someone suitable for the job, whether they want it or not. It's true. And if anyone would know that, it's her. <laughs> yeah. Um. And he says, "Agreed." Therefore, I conclude that we must overrule our sympathies for Element Lad's moment moment of weakness and appoint ourselves his campaign managers. <laughs> well, um, you gotta do what you gotta do. That's right. That's right. So, uh, following uh, sentencing yesterday by the United Planets Council, the Prisoner Universo is scheduled to be transferred to Labyrinth today. The Legion of Superheroes will continue to provide guards for the prisoner during transfer. Um, So they're getting ready to to, uh, to take off in the cruiser and... um, and uh, and he says, good luck, Sensor Girl. And she goes, luck is an illusion, Element Lad. We should be careful with the Universo. Um, <laughs> Everything's an illusion. Yeah. Um, I regret leaving as the election begins, uh, says Talos. Uh, Sensor Girl, this is the first one since I joined the Legion. She says, they're not very exciting to watch, Talos. Take it from a, a veteran of many votes for leader. I'm not even sure if it's still... I am not, I'm still not sure if it even matters who is our leader. The Legion seems to have a life of its own. Uh-huh. I believe it matters, and you received my vote, Sensor Girl. I've been impressed with you since we were sworn in together. And she said, she thanks him. She says, I've not forgiven myself for letting uh, Universal gain control of me while Earth slept, but I'm happy that it hasn't damaged your opinion of my worth. He will not ever befoul my mind again. Ooh. Got that right. Snap. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> That's the end of that conversation right there. Damn. And he says, no, I think we were well chosen as the secondary guards on this mission. There is no question about who must be his principal jailer. Um, so we go into the hold, and he's uh, and he's gone, gone all Luke Skywalker on planet Hoth. He's in the blurb blurb tube. Blurb, yeah. blurb, 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 blurb. Um, and so Saturn Girl is is keeping her eye on things and saying he ought to be safely contained in that baffle chamber, sleeping in suspended animation, unable to hypnotize anyone. But we promise not to turn him over to the science police warden until we cleaned up his whole scheme. I wish there was another way to do that, but I have to go into his mind to know if we fixed everything. And so she gets in there. And here we go. She says, Why did Universal, why did you imprison so many heroes? And she says, he needed us by the rings. He wanted an army to attack Oa. We were going to be his super-powered strike force. That's why the only hero he killed was his son. And that ends up being kind of interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, Because he was a threat and couldn't be an advantage to Universal in battle. 
And she says, that's not the ultimate in callousness, killing your own child. The man's a monster, and his mind is an intricate sewer. Get probed for weeks and never find out all the truth. Sleep your life away, universe, so that way you can't hurt people. And uh, they and he gets uh, enveloped in uh, some kind of a neutron. Yeah, there, exactly. And uh, he says, Saturn girl, I answered as you mentioned the planet Oa. What is it? Why did Universal need so much power to overwhelm its defenses? She says, Oa is probably the most dangerous planet in the universe, tell us, and I'm not sure there is enough power in our galaxy to attack it. The chilling question is, why did Universal want to go to Oa? And I hope we never have to find out the answer the hard way. And there's a little tidbit that never gets really picked up on. No, no, I don't think. Well, no, because, I mean, the the idea of uh, planting Oa back in our minds with regard to him does pay off. It does. But, but not to that never, degree. Uh, not, to, not to the degree that it would seem that this would need to... Uh, and yeah, I wonder I if that was something he ever had plans for, if he, or if he just thought, let's let's start talking about Oa, and uh, just to remind people of that. Well, I, I think I think he did have plans for something after yeah. the number fifty reveal. I think yeah. he had plans for that, but uh, clearly the series ended before he got to it. Yeah, or he didn't get clearance from the Green Lantern people. <laughs> one of the two. Good grief. Um, Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Oi. Uh, Oi. Just oi, people. uh, Yeah, exactly. um, So, into the multi-lab. Yay, multi-lab. Yes. um, (laughs) And um, they're basically trying to put everything back in order. And um, uh, Computo's telling him, please lift the generator drum higher, Colossal Boy, as Block moves the pillar into place. He says, just tell us how the pieces fit back together, Computo. Spare us the running commentary. Timberwolf, hand me the laser riveter when you put down that rack, will you? Huh, rack. Uh, Sure, CB. He says, there, I wondered why Universal bothered to wreck the multi-lab when he left the rest of the headquarters alone. And he says, perhaps he was searching for a time bubble, Colossal Boy. Did he not briefly steal one from the Legion? Yeah. Uh, yep, that's what Block gets for reviewing the holotapes. Yeah, and Timberwolf says, that was years ago, Block, before I ever joined up. Never did find out what... Whoops, how did I bobble that one? <clears throat> oh, he's made such a mess. Oh, Timberwolf. Yep. Um, well, Brainy can spare one broken gizmo from this pile, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> He'll just fix it. It's fine. Yeah. Nothing bad will happen after he fixes something. Nothing right? could possibly go wrong. <laughs> Um, hmm. um, so uh, Magnetic Kid says don't give up so easily Timberwolf and he grabs it and he says thanks Magnetic Kid and he says staying to help kid and he says if you need me to I came by to see if you had, all had voted yet I was expecting the election to be more exciting and he says traditionally we don't do a lot of campaigning kid none at all till the last few years and now, then we started you know two years before well yeah, um, <laughs> girl started vamping yeah you know, hello um, vote for me i've got titties <laughs> hey kid look seems like your class of legionnaires is changing the election style oh no and yeah it says vote for polar boy yeah yeah polar boy sheesh talk about yeah it's all a nice sculpture in uh interlac yep sheesh talk about overdone you mean done with colossal boy Crackoom, take a drink. Take a drink. Yay. Um, Thank you, Ayla. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> l- l- lightning Lass? 
The Legion's traditions are worth preserving, aren't they? Oh, she's pissed. Uh, and uh, Lightning Lad says, mm, maybe there's a gentler way of, saying the, of saving them, sis. It just got me so mad, Garth. You did the right thing, Ayla. I would have done it myself, but since I'm not an active member anymore, I'm trying to keep a low profile when I visit the headquarters. Yes, as the costume demonstrates. Well, um, you know. Is it strange staying? That's a funny thing. He hasn't been in active duty for ages, but every time you see him, he's wearing the costume. <laughs> well, because the computer has to recognize him, right? I guess. Okay. I'm sure there's other ways too, but really it's because the readers need to recognize him. That's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, is it strange staying a, a home alone with the boys while, while Saturn Girl's back with the Legion? He's a different from both of us bringing them up, but I got the best part of the deal, I think. You should see how Validus is settling into the family. <laughs> yeah, y'all need to pick a new name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kids are going to be making fun of him. It ain't going to be pretty. Um, reduction of facilities built by Universal for introduction of hypnotic chemicals into Earth's environment continue. Science police teams and legionnaires are still utilizing detection devices to lo locate the remaining factories. Science police, orders of the days. Kaboom! Kaboom. Take a drink. Close enough, right? Yay. Um, it rhymes. Um, <laughs> it does. <laughs> this is disgusting. The Himalayas are one of the, f the few almost completely natural spots left on Earth, and Uni Universal had to mess it up like this. Um, and uh, so they're dealing with some machinery in there, and Brainy says, Before we're finished, Ultra Boy, it'll be as though the, the air this aerator was never here. You and Monel break off the support structure so we can isolate the most volatile chemicals. Scrunch. <laughs> scrunchy, scrunchy. Yeah. Done, Brainy, and I'm vaporizing any stray molecules of the stuff Universal used for his mind control. Easy with the heat vision, uh, Monel says uh, Ultra Boy. It's getting awfully warm in here. I'm going to start wishing Polar Boy came along. Um, speaking of him, I think, uh, I think I'm going to vote for the little guy. Oh, uh, he did a good job holding the subs together. Don't, you don't, you don't, don't, don't. Um, <laughs> and here comes Brainy. Uh, yeah, Brainy. Uh, uh, the Legion isn't as the same as the substitute heroes, thankfully. If not for Sensor Girl, uh, for if not Element Lad, at least Sensor Girl would be a viable leader. But Polar Boy, brr. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why, Brainy? You do have a sense of humor. Let's get rid of the superstructure now, says Monel. And ready, set, go. And they take this this structure off and uh, says, "Careful, we don't want any chunks falling off and polluting the mountains, Legionnaires." Because you know how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so they. Uh... <laughs> Scrung, not to worry, Brainy. We'll pack this tight. Ugh, tight as my ultra strength can can smash it. I smash, smash, smash. Ultra boy, smash. <laughs> yep, it's uh, what they do. Yeah, uh, it's almost ready. Just hold it steady. Oh, that's an unfortunate rhyme. Mm -hmm. And let me pound this piece of metal into place. Follow my aim, Ultra boy, and let's toss this garbage off the planet. Whoosh! Yes, not in my backyard, folks. Um, perfect we zipped it right through the portal in the polymer screen around earth and it won't stop until it vaporizes in the sun yeah, that's could, awful darn convenient isn't what it what could possibly go wrong um, <laughs> uh, legion headquarters quizlet's quarters um, oof, man um, Breep. admission requested Breep. ooh quizlet says come on in whoever or whatever you are and wildfire comes in he says what the 
you've got one hell of a weird place here, Quizlet. He says, Wildfire, not strange, comfy. Quizlet, like it here. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. If you like space, this place is great. Wildfire, first legionnaire ever to visit. I can understand why. This place isn't fit for a human being. Good thing Wildfire, not human, Quizlet thinks. Hey. Poop-a-doop. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 enjoy yourself, Quizlet. Make, speci- make special for you. Uh, thanks, I guess. And he's giving him some sort of paramecium-looking... Uh, Energy chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a big beanbag chair, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, listen, I didn't come here to discuss which lever to click on the voting panel. No one's going to visit you because you're a, you're a star con- conversationalist in Interlac, you know, Quizlet. Boo-hoo, Quizlet, sad. Seriously. <laughs> Unless Universal screwed up my memory, I think you helped me control my en- energy form outside my containment suit back on that planet near Hycraeus where Zemir dumped us. I never thought about it before, but is there anything else you can do to help me? Woo, boy. Quizlet, glad you asked. And ka-poop, which is close enough for a drink. Oh, sure. Why not? And this is a double one, because not only did we get a kapoop, but... Well, our well, suit goes boom. That's right. Uh, that's again. It. Yeah. So, uh, Quizlet knows you miss human body, Wildfire. Very silly to let it go boom. Watch what Quizlet does with energy fields. Help you loads. Quiet now. Quizlet working. And uh, Quizlet builds you body out of anti-energy. See? Nice. No? Soon Quizlet teach you to do all by yourself. And uh, basically we have sort of a uh, kind of look. Go ahead. He looks very uh, Silver Surfer. Yeah. Without the silver, yep. basically. Yeah, some somewhere between the Silver Surfer and the Chameleon. Yeah. Um, so restaurant uh, row on, in Metropolis. The crowds you see below are quite tame compared with those that fill this famous section of our planet by night. Visiting such legendary, such as the legendary city star, uh, we see what looks like a Tolokian uh, down there. Just checking for ice stocks. No, okay. Yeah, I don't see any ice stock guys. All right. Um, even now, or in- the ice stock. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm still convinced it's the same. It's the same guy every time. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> even now, in daylight, celebrities walk among uh, among those below. Wow, I think I see Timberwolf, the Legionnaire, and we see him there with Morella Tau. Um, entirely possible young being, but it goes against the guide's ethics to disturb individuals, so I cannot confirm or deny your guess. But several legionnaires are known to frequent these pre- these precincts. It's, and so Timberwolf says, oh, too many people around here for me, Morella. And she says, well, I'm glad you joined me. You've been so busy cleaning up after Universal, we haven't had time for each other in days. I'm not used to that. Looky, there's Morella Tau from the Hollow News, hmm, and with a legionnaire, too. Lady, you were the only good thing to come out of Universal's tricks. But I was spoiled getting to know when you were part of a disbanded legion. Where did those quiet moments go? Uh, been busy. I, too, in this crowd, I may get back to my holo cameras so late that I'll have to work deep into the night to get it done. He says, well, let's skip the tubes and use my flight ring to get you back to the media center. There are still aspects of my involvement with you I shall have to adjust to, Bryn Londo. If flying around's the roughest lady, I'm not worried. And so they get back, and her producer, uh, who looks like uh, some Lovecraftian beast, uh, <laughs> says, Welcome back, Morella Tau. Hold Studio 3, Hollow Studio 3 awaits you. And I have a message for Timberwolf. And uh, they're otherwise occupied. And uh, says, Polar Boy called for you, sir. Sir? And uh, we get back to the Mission Monitor board, and... Uh, 
Polar Boy says, any response from Timberwolf yet, Invisible Kid? And he says, no, mon comrade. Um, I sent your message as requested, but uh, he has grown uh, preoccupied with La Mademoiselle in recent days, eh? Almost as devoted to the point of Moralitao as you are to the election of yourself as leader. In <laughs> fact, with all the votes, save yours and Element Lad honoring your, or sorry, they would pronounce the H, honoring your request that the votes not be tallied until, tallied until complete. I may truly say the entire legion awaits you, monsieur. He says, I ought to vote now. You're right. But before I do, how did you vote, kid? Uh, poor Vu, polar boy. I support the underdog always. And so he thanks him. And we go back into the gym. And uh, Violet is doing some uh, some leg presses. She says, you guys done with the track? I want to get in some clear sprints after I'm warmed up. And they say, almost finished, Violet. One lap to go. I have, I'll have Colossal Boy beat before you can towel off. Don't count on it, some boy. I'm not that worn out from fixing up the multi-lab. And he says, really? Then maybe it's marriage that's making you soft. And he tickle, there's a little tickle fight. Uh, and Colossal Boy beats him at the end. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I don't really care who won, Computo. Tell us who the new leader is in Scram, okay? And he says, Polar Boy, beep. Scramming. Well, I'll be. The pipsqueak finally gets to show his stuff. <coughs> um, <laughs> well, let's see if he really has a 10-foot mouth and a 5-foot body, if he can take the, uh, the, heat. the heat. Yes. And Vice says, Some days I wonder about the Legion. Days like this, there's no point in bothering. On the cruiser, maybe it's for the best. Two terms as Legion, as leader, are enough for anyone to need a rest. She says, is leadership ever a ma matter of election anyway, Saturn Girl? Perhaps it is inborn or something one is driven to. Um, Tella says, call it what you will, Sensor Girl. I am proud for Polar Boy. A fellow new legionnaire has won. He's big on the new club. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, and back in closest quarters. Oh, boy. Now fun starts. Poop a doop. Poop. Poop a doop. Poop a doop. Poop a doop. Poop a doop. Uh, it, it, if I could be standing here like this, Quizlet, anything can happen. And back in the media center, hey, good for him. Yeah. Uh. Um. In the science police barracks. Uh. Ooh, hey. That's yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh. You know. Uh. Uh. uh Lad's getting a massage from uh from Schwan. He says, "Phew." You won't have to massage the tension out of my shoulders much longer, Schwan. I'm going back to being one of the troops. And um, Ultra Boy, he's got himself a big old hoagie. He says, mm, this is good, Tinya. Did uh, Caputo fix the auto chef? Uh-huh. When he announced the election results, Joe, you want some more? And yeah, There's uh, the Kono juice for you. Yeah, there's some Kono juice, yeah. And um, then we see Dawnstar's quarters, and she says, hmm, Polar Boy. Or Polar Boy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hard to read there. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Block is saying, uh, fascinating. I must add this to the Hollow Files. The Magnetic Kid is 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 absolutely elated. He says, wow, we did it. Yep. And um, <laughs> Chameleon Boy thanks Computo for the uh, update and says, you may leave me to, pu to this puzzle now. Now, doesn't that kind of look like he is... Um 
either doing a jigsaw puzzle or studying the island map of mist. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, cause it's, it's, it's kind of a double thing that he's saying, right? You may leave me to this puzzle. Like how did it end up being polar boy yeah. or the fact that he is actually working on a jigsaw puzzle. Oh, a puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the White Witch's quarter, she says, Nora, did your precognition fail you? Sensor Girl did not win. I was only teasing her, Misa. I wanted to see how Jackie handled the idea. I had no idea who would be elected. Uh, not in this election, anyway. Yep. And um, meanwhile, other reactions are, are quite different. Um, uh, Ayla thinks it's hilarious. You're kidding, Shady. Polar boy? She says, just tusk, lightning last. Give him a chance. And... Um, Monel says, Shady, my love, for those of us who watched him and the subs from the beginning, this is a little funny. Um, uh, elsewhere, Brainy says, ah, and one more in a series of sad events. <laughs> wow. Yep. Meanwhile, the Mission Monitor Board, congratulations, mon ami. The, the election is yours. And he says, incredible. I've been waiting for this for years, and now I got it. Yep. Um, See what you do with it, yeah, there, boy. Yeah, this should be fun. Um, few are the dead welcomed uh, by Mother Earth uh, from an anonymous colonist. When a world can barely contain, barely contain the living, is it fair to grant land to those long gone? Politician, circa 24th century. Despite conventional wisdom, to the contrary, few a few cemeteries remain on Earth. With access severely limited, surrounding lands are generally pastoral and beautiful, and the mausoleums ornate and private, from Little Known Facts 2987 edition. Um, as usual, or, or an unusual adaptation of the storage tesseract concept is used at Valhalla Fields, the largest cemetery on Earth, whose single mausoleum houses almost infinite private halls, each with specific interment. Um, and uh, so Brainy is at one of the graves with uh, Circadia Senius. Uh, he says, "Good night, good friend. C cannot believe even a human c could kill, kill its own young Brainiac Five. Yet this is c c clearly the grave in which Universal buried Rond Vidar. Um, humanity is, is very young still. Circadia Senius." Says we lost so much with his passing. He gave us the time cube. What more might have come? He says far more. I wonder if I could have saved him if I realized his doctors were killing him under Universal's hypnotic orders. Um, consider not what cannot be changed, Brainiac Five. He says well, so much has happened that I wish had changed, old friend, since the day I came to your Time Institute from Kalu. I was a child then, fresh from learning the simplest of knowledge in school and laboratory. Think about the hours I've spent wondering, pondering nature's ways, learning why the water molecules gently wash the beach, all without ever touching the water. Perhaps I should touch more, ponder less. Perhaps it is even time for me to go home. So back at Legion headquarters, uh, Element Lad says, Ready, Polar Boy? This is the moment you wanted so badly. He says, I've been ready for this since the first day I applied to join the Legion, Element Lad, when you, when you were rejected. I knew I belonged here. You and Sensor Girl are going to need all that confidence. It's never been easy to be a leader of the Legion. 
Good luck and congratulations. And he thanks him. He says, I'm sorry Sensor Girl couldn't be here, but we spoke last night and agreed how, about how tough the job is. It's not one she ever wanted, not even as deputy leader. We both agreed the deputy should be the next runner-up, especially given the body of experience that lets us tap. Element lad, he says, I, I, I don't know what to say. Say it'll be great because it will be. So, yeah, so so Element Lad still in a leadership position. Yeah, he's a deputy. But he's still, we're not going to. U-T. We're not going to see that much of him over the next little while. Oh. Um says, Shady, sometimes this club even surprises me. She says, well, Monel, I thought you'd seen everything. And he says, I'm sorry, Cosmic Boy wasn't here to supervise the election and conduct the swearing in as usual. Will he be back soon from his vacation in the 20th century? He's already back, I'm afraid. That's why I'm almost sorry you chose me as deputy. Um, and Polar Boy says, huh? Element Lad says, we have some hard choices ahead, ahead, Polar Boy. Scary ones. Seems the 20th century isn't what we thought it was. But I'll let Cosmic Boy and Night Girl tell you themselves. Uh-huh. The Time Institute has been a feature on the campus of Metropolis University for almost two decades, becoming even more noticeable with the adoption of the time beacon that steers returning time travelers home. Despite several assaults, including one by the so-called Infinite Man, it has always been rebuilt of stronger materials. Currently, construction is largely of inertron, the closest thing to an invulnerable substance in the universe. And uh, we see a crack and a boom and all that stuff. And I noted as the home of all significant discoveries in the field of time travel and time monitoring, the Institute is a proud part of the university. Kachunka. Students wishing to apply should be warned of a three year waiting list for advanced studies after appropriate recommendations from a scholar in the field. Metropolis University admissions guide. It's finally begun. The grandest game of all. Cosmic Boy will return with all the Legionnaires at his back. Determined lad. He'll try to save history, his future, his reality. He doesn't dream that time itself is stacked against him. Signed, the Time Trapper. Yeah, it's about to get ugly. Next issue, a twist in time. And when you... um, we're actually going to get into one thing on the letters column in a second, but when you get to the column, just the page just after the uh, um, letters column, they have the Superman versus Superboy. We've got that awesome image of Byrne, who, by the way, drew the cover of this issue, I should note. Uh, ah. This was a, a Byrne and Kiesel uh, cover with uh, Dawnstar, Element Lad, Polar Boy, uh, Saturn Girl, or, uh, sorry, Sensor Girl, and uh, Timberwolf, Timberwolf in yeah. front of the Legion insignia. Hey, and speaking of Legion news. Yeah, what about it? Legion flight ring on the way to yeah. Earth 2. I talked about Earth 2 at the beginning. There was a damn Legion flight ring in there. Oh, that's that's right. There was. Yeah. yeah. So whether that is just the Legion or has, tie, has ties to Booster Gold is a whole other thing. Because the guy who, uh, um, one of the showrunners, Andrew Kreisberg, uh, he actually, he and Greg Berlanti had a Booster Gold series in development with Sci-Fi. Uh-huh. At one That's point, true, and that got got scuttled. So we shall see. Um, but a Legion flight ring. Either way, the Legion is in play. Yep. Um one way or the other. Yeah, exactly. So which, uh, which gives me hope that we'll get a Legion series at some point. 
absolutely on tv they're they're around but they're not yeah. being published so yeah. that's kind of one of those disconnects and it's driving me nuts yeah so. um <clears throat> superman versus superboy the dc universe isn't big enough for both of them uh yes this takes place legion of superheroes 37 uh superman 8 action 591 and legion 38 and uh so those will all be forthcoming um Anyway, on the letters page, uh, he talks about the voter turnout was low. You never want that, kids. Nope, you don't. Um, they had 419 ballots tallied. So uh, in this, uh, Polar Boy had 49 votes. Element Lad, 46. Sensor Girl, wow. 37. It's close. So in the story, they went with Sensor uh, Girl getting the second most votes, but uh, but uh, and then that getting handed off to Element Lad, but... but in this case, you know, as as it turns out, that wasn't really the way it went down. So, yeah, Polar Boy in first, Element Lad, Sensor Girl, Timberwolf, Lightning Glass, Brainiac 5, Shadow Lass, uh, Phantom Girl, Wildfire, Chameleon Boy, Ultra Boy, Shrinking Violet, Monel, Star Boy, Block, Dream Girl, Sun Boy, White Witch. Now we're into the single digits here uh, uh-huh. since Sun Boy. Uh, Quizlet, Telus, Colossal Boy, Invisible Kid, and Magnetic Kid. How bad does it have to be, Colossal Boy, that Quizlet and Telus both both beat you? <laughs> well, he's not been given a lot to do since the Violet story. That's true. You know, yeah. I mean, he's he's kind of been kind of the background there. Uh, it's funny the Dream Girl has dropped so far in the yeah. uh, in the proceedings. Um, I think I did actually vote in this election, and I did vote for Polar Boy. There you go. There Just because, come on, come on, it's Polar Boy. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get, you kind of had to let the guy have it, really. He'd been leader of the subs for like 15 years. Yeah. Book time, so it was time to let him kind of shine a little bit. Exactly. And, and on, he, had, he had done well in, in the stories that Levitz was talking about. He wasn't absolutely. a so, No, no, you know. absolutely, absolutely. Um, and uh, just a note uh, on the back cover, mm-hmm. uh, Good Day to Be Green Arrow, The Longbow Hunters, written and illustrated by Mike Grell with Lorene Haynes, painted by Julia Lacmont, a three-book prestige format series coming in May. So this is where we got the, uh, the uh, a darker green arrow and... Uh, and a bad day to be Black Canary. Yeah. And, uh, hey, look at that, though. Uh, again... Um, who would figure Green Arrow on TV? Um, yep. You know, in, in you know, well into his uh, his fourth season. Um, other issues that came out this month: Outsiders Twenty One with Cobra, uh, Vigilante Forty Three, which had a fight between uh, Vigilante and Peacemaker. Uh, uh, Doug Munch's uh, Electric Warrior number fifteen. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Watchmen 11, the penultimate oh. issue of Watchmen. Um, everything goes boomski. Yeah, it does. Uh, Infinity Inc. number 40. Uh, so this one um, had uh, Johnny Thunder, the, the, the female Johnny Thunder. Yeah, J-O-N-N-I. Yeah. Um, New Teen Titans 33, terrorists hold New York City hostage, and the Titans are running out of time to stop them. Uh, this was a guest issue, uh, w- which was written by Paul Levitz, um, with art by Eric Larson and Romeo Tangal. 
yeah. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if that's like the Danny Chase era starting there. Um, it's a little bit before. It's a little before that. Uh, Not much bad. before though. Yeah. Um. And uh, then we have uh, question number six. Can the question stop a father from destroying his son and let another son kill his father? Uh, this is, of course, collected in the Zen and Violence trade paperback. Um, maybe that, maybe, I can't remember if that covered six issues. I was just looking at the trades for, of the question that I have downstairs. Uh, volume one and two that came out that, that I know for sure. Uh, there was also a full color painted poster celebrating the new Green Arrow miniseries by Mike Grell. Uh, Outsiders special number one. The Outsiders finally meet Infinity Inc. to fight a reborn Baron Bedlam in the Force of July. Oh, yes. By Mike W. Barr, Chuck Patton, and Bob Smith. Uh, and, of course, an Infinity Inc. special, which concluded the tale begun in the Outsiders special. The Infinitors and the Outsiders face off against the Psycho Pirate. Ooh. Wow. And... Um, uh, there was a uh, new Doctor Fate series. Doctor Fate number one: The Lord of or Lords of Order have surrendered to the Lords of Chaos, and the new Doctor Fate emerges. Must reading from Mark DeMatteis, Keith Giffen, and Dave Hunt. So is um, that the uh, the Eric Linda Strauss Doctor? I think so. I think. See, I don't think that's the ongoing. Okay. Because the ongoing was Sean McManus. Gotcha. So. Um, so I think that was one of the minis that, that was kind of... Uh, so so the mini is where we saw Eric and Linda Strauss start being Dr. Fate. Yeah. and um, But it was still like Giffen drawing him, still a mm -hmm. helmet. Yeah. Um, when McManus drew him, the helmet gained expression, and it was so cool. Um, but uh, speaking of Demetrius, movie just came out, um, the concluding the uh, trilogy... Of uh, Batman of the uh, Batman and Son series, so they had Batman and Son. Uh, the second part of it uh, was uh, the f so I don't I can't remember who wrote the first one, but the second part of it was Batman versus Robin, uh, which dealt with the whole um, um, the 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 uh, the, owl, the the Court of Owls, and uh, that was that one was written by Demetrius, and then he wrote the the most recent one, Bad Blood, which. I picked up a special edition of mm -hmm. that included a really cool Nightwing figure. Oh, sweet. Which I have staring at me right now on, on uh -huh. the desk. Um, and so this one is called uh, Batman Bad Blood. And in this one, um, the Gotham City night sky erupts in flames as Batman battles Firefly, Tusk, and Killer Moth. When the smoke clears, Batman is missing and a mysterious Batwoman is the only witness to the events. Now with the bat signal going unanswered and city on edge, Nightwing and Robin form an uneasy alliance with Batwoman and newcomer Batwing. Together they'll fight to uncover a sinister plot that involves mind control and a monstrous new villain known only as Heretic. And in all, it's an all new epic chapter uh, that proves when it comes to Batman, justice truly does run in the family. Mm. So anyway, um, scripted by Demetrius and uh, like I say, cool Nightwing figure. Hey. Yeah. I like Nightwing. Exactly. Disco color Nightwing, blue crest Nightwing, red crest Nightwing. I don't care. I yeah. like Nightwing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, this is badass. I think you'd really dig it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I saw the previews for the animated movie, so I'm like, mm, I yeah. might have to do that. Yeah, it's a it's a good little series. I haven't I I, I got about midway through. I, I decided to start from the beginning with it mm-hmm. and uh, watch all three of them together. After hearing an awesome review uh, or an awesome interview uh, with um, Demetrius on uh, Word Balloon with John Suntress. Ah. And uh, he, it was a really great interview and uh, had me dig out a couple of things because seriously. Because um, <laughs> that's the way we roll. Yeah, dude has written a lot of stuff I love. And and that Dr. Fate series is one of them. So mm. his uh, his run on that is is fantastic. So um, that's all I got. All right. I don't have much this week. That was it. I'm right. good. Let's roll then. Hey, oh, we're rolling. One, one other thing, I did finally uh-huh. manage to find the uh, the Legion crossover pack for the deck building game. So I'm looking forward to. Oh, uh, cool! I'm looking forward to uh, to actually playing that tomorrow. Yeah, uh, for, we need to talk about that next week then. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. sounds good. All right, comments as always. Welcome, Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at Legion of Substitute Podcasters dot Facebook. Oh, wait, no, Facebook.legionofsubstitute. There's dots, there's Facebooks. Facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. In addition to all these things, uh, you can uh, head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we're going to head back to the 21st century where things suddenly make sense again. <laughs> Up is down, left is right, cats and dogs living, living together. Living together, mass hysteria. Indeed. And we will see you all next week. Polar Boy for the win. <laughs>